Here's a question for you. Who is your GOAT? You know what I mean. The greatest quarterbacks of all time. Is it Tom Brady? Is it Peyton Manning? Is it Joe Montana? Is it John Elway? Or is it none of these that I've just mentioned? Well, find out who I think is the GOAT. Get my ebook, Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, for free right now on ColdSports.com. I said for free. Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history on ColdSports.com. So what are you waiting for? Go get it! Good afternoon or good evening to one and all. This is the podcast always suitable for work, home, play, relaxing, driving, whatever you're doing. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, that's right, the illustrious tour guide Cole Johnson. And I'm here to bring you sports on another level. And I'm also going to bring these few episodes, episodes on a different level Uh, for the next few episodes I'm going to steer clear of the headlines and I guess you could say cold sports is going on a slight vacation in terms of format but in lieu of that we're still going to bring you the real the hard and the concrete hitting news so with that being said let's go right in to it shall we Dateline Golden State I would say Oakland (laughs) but not today and I know it has to be a sad day in the bay Alright, check this out. You had a team that came back from a 3-1 deficit in the series before to get to the finals. They are up three games to one. And they had not one, not two, but three chances to still the deal. And they had two of those chances in their own home arena. And they didn't do it. Now, What are the myriad of excuses? Well, one is, well, the NBA is rigged. That's that's one excuse. You know, the NBA wants to see Cleveland win or wants to see LeBron win. If that was the case, LeBron's record in the NBA Finals would be seven up and zero down right about now. So we can. We can move that BS excuse aside. It could be another reasons. Uh, another reason. How about they had to get back at Draymond Green? Okay, here's something for you on that. If you don't want to be suspended, refrain from kicking, elbowing, or punching another man's growing. It's just that simple. Draymond went thug one too many times. 
and he went thug on the wrong man. And when you go thug on the wrong man, you will pay the price. So that excuse out the window. Could it be that, and this excuse I think is the legitimate reason. Could it be that the 73 and nine warriors went through that whole stretch and they played playoff basketball almost from February until now. And the whole team ran out of gas. Because that's what I said. Uh, one of my one of my homeboys, uh, a VIP member, Christian Simpson, VIP stand up. Right before game seven began, he asked, what do you think is who do you think is going to win this game? And I said, well, I picked Warriors in seven, but the way it's looking now, I think it's going to be the Cavs because it looks like the Warriors have run out of gas and that goes against my pick. And of course, that's exactly what happened. Because when you looked at game seven, which thank God, we actually got a chance to see a good entertaining game for once and not six yawners and blowouts. The one thing I took away from game seven was you had two teams that were going step for step, stride for stride. And it was coming. It was going to come down to the last few minutes. And it looked like one team blinked and one team ran out of gas. And it was the 73 and nine Golden State Warriors. I mean, and it happens, unfortunately, when you have your best player on the team just simply not available to hit a shot. When you have the second best player on your team not available and not hitting shots, you're going to run into difficulty. You're going to run into problems. You're going to run into trouble. And that's exactly what happened to the Warriors. And it was in the end, not about it's a man's league. And it wasn't about crotch shots and it wasn't about 55 foot three pointers it really was when you come right down to it it was about who wanted the series more because going into game seven the series were so evenly matched the Warriors scored 685 total points and the Cavs scored 685 total points. So it was really a matchup of wits and will. They suffered the two biggest losses in the home that has been the most difficult, the loudest, and the worst for an opponent to play in. But that atmosphere that we used to know of Oracle Arena wasn't there. It really wasn't there in game five, which was extremely interesting because you would think a, a city that has a team that basically has steamrolled through almost everybody except for one opponent. They would come into game five and they would be the loudest that they would be all throughout. But it seemed as if they were tentative 
like they were like they were mourning something and the collapse didn't happen then and then there was game six where that was the worst performance I've seen this group of warriors play 11 points in the first quarter well I mean you're not going to win a game if you put up 11 point quarters and I think really that is where they were sunk first quarter game 6 the Cavs were muscling their way through and fast breaking their way through and stealing their way through to the insurmountable 20 point lead that was barely dented into the rest of the game and it seemed as if the psychological edge went to the Cavaliers and it was a winner take all it really didn't matter where we got a chance to see a lot of a lot of things I think we didn't want to see such as Kerr being an outcoached such as Curry yes being the regular season MVP but being really an afterthought in the finals of Thompson supposedly being the best two way player in the game really barely showing up on either side of the court and then there's Harrison Barnes who may drop the bucket here may have dropped the bucket there may have dropped the bucket here may have dropped the bucket there but you didn't know where he was that bench did not show up but that's what what sucks about the Warriors losing after a 3-1 series lead now the only guy that really showed up in game seven was Draymond Green 32 points 15 rebounds 9 assists it, he wanted it he wanted it bad but it was unfortunate that his his efforts went for naught but that team really 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 did all it could I just think that they ran out of gas It was unfortunate to see that. Okay, when I return, I talked about the Warriors end of things. How about the other side? How big was it for the Cavaliers to win the NBA Finals? I'll be right back. Sports, sports on another level can be seen and heard on the social media platforms Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Like, rate, review to your heart's content. 
Most importantly, follow and subscribe to each and every one of these social media platforms. Cole Sports, the five-star show that is sports for the intelligent sportsman. Are you looking for the quintessential tool to tap within the champion within you? What if I were to tell you I actually have that tool for you? I do have that tool and I can direct you right to it. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition. Come along with this journey as you get to see one athlete after another model different aspects of what a champion does and what a champion is. And ultimately, you'll find out what a champion really is from his eyes. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The Sports Edition, available on paperback and on Kindle at Amazon.com and ColdSports.com. Do you want t-shirts? I know everyone wants t-shirts. Do you want jerseys? I know there's a few of you that do. Do you want varsity jackets? Yes, I even have that along with hats and scullies. And you know what? I'll even throw in a travel bag. Cold Sports has a store. That's right. The podcast that's taken the world by storm actually has merchandise. Come on in, browse, get something of quality, and leave satisfied as you get to pump the brand that is taking over the podcast game. The Cold Sports Shopping Center is at coldsports.com. And it is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Come on down to the Cold Sports Store right now. That's right. It's that time once again. It's that time you all been clamoring and waiting for. It's that time to show who really has been acting bad. Cold Sports proudly presents to you. Don't of the month. And we're back. Shout out to my boy Ray right out for the disc jockey's way to come back from a break. On the next podcast, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the Cavaliers and their spoils. And of course, we're going to award the Dolt of the Week. But see, that's for the next podcast. But for this one right here, I'm going to put a subject that is really near and dear to my heart because of what it represents for a whole city upon Further review. For the first time in 51 and a half years, the metropolis of Cleveland, Ohio can call themselves a world champion in a professional 
sports franchise year. The last time that Cleveland could call themselves a champion was December 27th, 1964. And yes, that was way back when, when the Baltimore Ravens of today were the Cleveland Browns of yesteryear. And they were led by, hmm, what was the running back's name? Oh, yes, Jim Brown, who is the greatest running back in the history of the NFL. You can have everyone else. He is the greatest. That was the last time Cleveland celebrated a championship. And if you want to know how long that was, how long that's been, Jim Brown is still alive today. He's 80. When they won a championship, he was 28. That's how old and how long this drought has taken place. <laughs> Jim Brown was in his prime. This was before the Dirty Dozen movies and, and all the other movies. We've had franchises. The Falcons. The Saints. Their history doesn't extend that far back. The Cowboys history barely extends a little bit further back than the last time the Browns won or Cleveland won a championship. And of course, the current Washington Nationals, who used to be the Montreal Expos, they weren't a franchise. And I can go with many others. Point being, this city has suffered enough ignominious treachery to last any other city three lifetimes let's go to January 4th 1981 Cleveland was hosting a divisional round game against the eventual Super Bowl champs Oakland Raiders they had the ball they were down I think it was 13-12 with under I'd say 20 seconds left. And they run a play called Red Right 88. Or let's go to the same spot. Only six years later. Where the Browns were up 20 to 13. And it looked as if it was Super Bowl time for Cleveland. And this young whippersnapper upstart named John Elway pulls off his very first big time miracle. And of course, that drive from their own two to scoring six points is known as the drive. And that was the AFC Championship game of 1986. How about the same game the following year against the same opponent? This time it looked, well, the Browns don't have a chance because the Broncos pounced on them in the first half. But then Bernie Kozar and Ernest Biner had one of the greatest second halves I've ever seen in any playoff game in the history of the NFL. And so now the Browns are down 
38-31, and they came back from a 24-3 deficit, I believe. And they ended up tying it twice. But they're down seven. They're driving. And, of course, Biner's guiding them all the way down to, I believe, the seven or eight of the Broncos. And there's less than a minute to go. So Biner gets the ball. He cuts free. He cuts clear and free. He's got six right there in his sights. And all of a sudden, the ball pops out of his grasp at the Broncos one yard line. The fumble. Then there is. You could say 1995, but really, I think the Indians were just happy to be in the World Series that year. 1997, I think, is the one that stings a whole lot more. Because think about it, the town. Two years before went through. The original Cleveland Browns leaving. And going to Baltimore to become the Ravens. The Cavaliers will less, let's be honest. And I can recall the shot earlier that a, a decade before, but let's be honest. That really, it really wasn't all that bad because that was in a playoff round long before the stakes were bigger. But the World Series there in Miami. They're up 2-1. They had their closer, Jose Mesa, on the hill. All he had to do was just close out the deal. Game 7. And they would have their first World Series pennant in 49 years. And they would end what was starting to be the drought. But that 2-1 lead in the bottom of the ninth turned into a 3-2 loss after an Edgar Renteria base hit up the middle in the bottom of the 11th. The city was star-crossed. The city was snake-bitten. The city was cursed. And the city became fodder for so many different sports fans. Just ridiculously so. Yet, they believed and they kept believing, they kept believing. And then one of their own came into prominence, LeBron James. He wasn't a Clevelander per se, but he was from the Northeast Ohio region. Akron is only, what, an hour or a little less than an hour south of Cleveland. So, he was aware of the foibles of the Indians and the Browns and some of the foibles of the Cavs, but those foibles were be, were to become much larger for the Cavs a little later. So the hope of a championship in a championship-starved city, a, a city that really needs to have a hope of a victory, was placed on the hopes of a man, black man, 6'8", 260, Wearing the number 23. 
and the the rise was great to watch. Got them to the finals in 2007, but no one, I would venture to say, barely a few in Cleveland would be the rare exception, thought that they would beat the San Antonio Spurs, and of course they got promptly swept. But that pain paled for our comparison to what happened three years later when we all saw on network TV in a 90-minute broadcast of the greatest player of today's era taking his talents to South Beach. And what made it worse, he actually won for South Beach two out of the following four years. But he comes back. He comes back home. And he addresses the curse. He addresses the the burden of, of wanting to be the man to take Cleveland and bring it to championship glory for the first time in then 50 years. He knocked on the door last year. But it just wasn't meant to be. They were two games short. And so now, here it is. You see this wonderful block that led to a great one-on-one three-pointer made by Kyrie Irving, the point guard that really plays like a shooting guard. With 50 seconds left, that was the decision-making bucket to bring a championship home to Northeastern Ohio and in Cleveland for the first time in 51 and one half years. To see the excitement of Clevelanders both in Quicken Loans Arena and outside when they were watching the game on, on a big screen told the story. Now, I've never set foot in Cleveland. Not say that I won't, just never have. But I can definitely tell you this. If for only one night, it didn't matter where I lived, and I don't think it mattered where any other sports fan lived. I think we all wanted to be a Clevelander. Congratulations, Cleveland. Congratulations, Northeast Ohio. You all now can call yourselves champions. If you happen to like this podcast or anyone preceding this one, why don't you come follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Facebook. Again, sports with a Z or Z to my Canadian friends. Cole Sports, of course. You can also follow me on Instagram, Pinterest, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes and YouTube. iTunes especially. That five-star rating and review gets me into more ears and more eyes. Like, rate, review, 
share and follow to your heart's content. Those are important. Most important though, than the subscriptions, the rates and the reviews of any of those platforms. Enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I'm Cole Johnson. And this is Cold Sports. Cold Sports, a Comey Media production, a part of the SDWV Network.